From the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State, and all across America and the world, this is The Big and Wild Outdoors. With your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Glenn Kinman. Oh boy, this is going to be an unruly class today. Good morning and Happy New Year, everybody. Welcome into The Big and Wild Outdoors. Aaron, our producer over there, has her head cocked to the right, looking at everybody in the room, going, Lily Fool's not new. We're on radio here. Newbie's here. Chris Seaton's in the house. Morning, Captain, morning. Captain Little's in the house, down on the end. And uh, Jonathan is somewhere in the building. I don't know. You'd think he'd be here because we have Mickey D's, donuts, coffee, and everything else right here in the studio. <laughs> Jonathan um, is around here somewhere, and then Glenn has uh, excused himself out of the room and decided to go sit in over with, with Aaron, which probably wouldn't be. Smells much better over there, I can guarantee you that. But uh, Happy New Year. I hope everybody had a safe and wonderful New Year. It was nice to see everybody made it through. It was very interesting to uh, see everybody and say, uh, so what did you guys do for New Year's? What'd you guys? And I got the same answer just about from 90% of everybody. Eh, just kind of stayed at home. Watched a little TV, played with the kids, you know, let off a few sparklers and then went to bed. <laughs> Sounds like an amazing night to me. It doesn't it? it do- I don't know why or when that changed. I guess when you look back on your life as a younger person and you go, man, God got me this far and I survived through that. So maybe I should just chill out a little bit. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not 19 anymore. You know what I'm saying? So, uh Amateur night and too much expectation is put on that night for, yeah. by younger people to me. I really don't miss those bonfire nights where some fool had a little too much uh, Yukon Jack and decided to try to jump over the bonfire and didn't quite make it. It always ends up to be a pretty bad night. <laughs> so, well, I know. can say this. When Braden Gunn says he's not 19 anymore, 2019 <laughs> is in for a great surprise. Oh, really? <laughs> I could be. I don't know. I, I don't know if I'll be able to handle 2019 with Braden saying he's not 19 anymore. Because every time he comes in, he acts like he's uh, just off the off the basketball court. Well, it doesn't mean I don't act like I'm 19. I just don't okay. Think, I just I want to clear that like, up. I just don't think like a 19. He's starting to feel more 25. I think. I think that all changes when you have kids, right, Chris? A lot. <laughs> Most definitely. Coming from yeah. a guy that seems like uh, he's done traveled 52 states, and my wife will tell you. Get close to that thing. This is not your first rodeo, oh, my lord. And I say fifty-two I states because I know he's going up down to South America and everything else. So uh, we might as well just include them all. How many Sixty kids? states. I have the third one on the way, and it's doing about three weeks. Oh wow! And you're here, <laughs> and I am here. <laughs> well then, I guess that uh, that ground blind you built is going to be your new home if something was to happen this morning. Yeah, we got a couple of them. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed when he uh, pulled up in the uh, trailer, I looked in the back, and he had a mattress, box spring, and everything else. I was like, oh, this is where you're going to be living now? What's the deal? It's called nesting. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's got a mobile man cave. You don't have to be at home to be in your man cave. You just jump in the trailer and look here. That's right. All I need is a generator and a TV, and I'm set for years. I got a very long list to get done for the next uh, three weeks. Well, you've been gone. You've been playing a lot, or I should say you've actually been working and playing, doing both, but uh, we'll delve into that a little bit later on because I do want to hear about the recent duck hunting trip, which I followed religiously on uh, Instagram and Facebook uh, with you guys. 
awesome time. And it was it was pretty neat to to live vicariously and get to see a lot of live video and stuff that you guys were. And I tell you, the only thing, the only reason he got all that following the million people that followed that was because of one of those guys that was hunting. It wasn't about Chris. That's right. You're absolutely right about that. Really? You were with Garth Brooks? No, I didn't see him in the first. No, some buddies. I mean, it was a a good trip, but I could tell you that uh, it wasn't because I was hunting ducks in Arkansas. Well, it might have been because you did announce it here on this show. So this right there, that alone will give you a half a million followers. So Absolutely. That's, that's a good thing. Uh, we had a great new year uh, at our house. <clears throat> uh, didn't hear too much gunfire in the neighborhood, so hopefully a lot of people were listening to the show. <laughs> uh, heard a lot of fireworks and some really big ones, and I don't know what those things were. I mean, they sound like howitzers going off, but um, I didn't hear any uh, rapid-fire type stuff this year, so that was a good thing. Maybe it's down a little bit. Hopefully, it'll stay that way. What about on across the lake from you, man? Did you hear a lot of uh, pow, pow, pows? Or uh, in my neighborhood, I was at home. I was actually up at Lake Panasofsky, and uh, we went up there. Uh, the girls they took a trip with the church, and they went to Tennessee. And uh, while they were away, Ginger and I, we took and uh, went up to Lake Panasofsky and looked at all those big slabs that the guys were catching. Uh, the duck hunters had a great time. Uh, everything happened. Uh, well for everybody that i got to visit with um i didn't take a gun i didn't take i did take a fishing pole but it was for uh, my saltwater rig and uh for chaz whiska but it was a it was a good good evening up there we uh followed along johnny he grilled us up a bunch of big ribs and uh i tell you it was a good quiet evening no but it was in the retirement community (laughs) (laughs) over on the retirement section of the of the park yeah that's cool now uh captain little What'd you do? Did you work? Well, I did. I worked a couple of days, but uh, mostly just spent the time at the house with the family. And yeah. my wife's been out of school for two weeks now, and the kids have been home and just been doing some catch up around there and just grilling out and enjoying the time there at the house with the kids. It's amazing how short your honeydew list gets when you actually hang around the house, right, Chris? Negative. <laughs> It doesn't get shorter. No, sometimes it does. I mean, when you come back from a long trip, sometimes it seems like it's almost like a payback thing. Yeah, my wife's pretty good about it, but uh, it still gets longer. <laughs> my wife's good too. She don't. She don't. <laughs> she don't add to it. I'm the one that adds to my list. Yeah, well, because you walk around, that's, you that's look true. at things, but it's usually stuff that uh, has to do with what you do. Right. I mean, you can't ever walk by if you are, if you're a boat owner. You can never walk around your boat and not see something that needs to be fixed. I've been working on it. For the last three weeks, getting ready for the spring. That's what I'm saying. I mean, it's one of those things where you look at it and you go, "Man, I need. I've been needing to get to that bow sprint. I need. You know, I need to change that cleat. You know, I, this this hydraulic line's been leaking on the back of this lift. <laughs> you know, and so it's sounds always like something. It sounds like you've been looking at my honeydew list. On uh, my you know, I think that's every boat. Uh, you know, it's, right. it's whether you place it in the rollers on your trailer, or the you know, the slide on whatever it is. You know, it's always something on there, and you got to uh, constantly work on it. My dad used to always say, <clears throat> two things you'll never stop working on, boats and motorcycles, especially dirt bikes. And, and with so, this wind, yard work. And yard, <laughs> yard oh. work. Uh, but uh, thank goodness for the cool weather. I did want to mention that. You know, we had a little turn uh, last night, waited for it all day yesterday, and it finally came rolling through in the late afternoon. And uh, skies got a little gray, scared a lot of people on the beach. They thought it was Armageddon, you know. Well, when world. you look at that ominous cloud that was coming through there, that was pretty wicked looking. Now, even Wyatt, my uh, four-year-old grandson, 
we were out. We picked the last watermelon out of the field yesterday. We cut it off the vine, and he's like, Paul, look at that storm coming. I said, yeah, we better get to the house. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's if you're a Floridian of uh, some time you've been here, you, you get used to seeing that dark line come along, and you kind of you can almost time it anymore. Once you get out there, you look at it and you go, oh, yeah, we got a couple hours. We're good. Next <laughs> thing you know, whoosh. Unless there's lightning in it, because then usually that lightning, it seems how somehow to leap ahead of that line. Oh, what are you talking about? I was like, wait a minute, the wind picked up. Uh, usually you know, it starts sucking in. Remember yeah. those? You know, it's going right into the cloud, and you're like, yeah, we need to start packing up. <laughs> yeah, when you feel that first little cool breeze on the back of the neck when you're on the water, you know it's time to go. When it shifts directions, you got to go. Of course, I know Captain Little over there. He'd probably just say, one more cast. Yeah. Uh, well, yesterday I was out on the water, and it was uh, – at first light, it was nice. We got out in the middle of the bay on some reefs and started catching a lot of snapper and, and sheephead, and it was it was real nice, but it was like flipping on a switch. About 9 o'clock, that wind started coming, and I had to get off the trolling motor and get on the hook and anchor the boat out over the reef, and it just got where you couldn't feel a fish bite anymore. And I said, guys, let's switch it up and go do something else. We had yeah. to get off that bay. Yeah, it started getting a little choppy there. I, when I was going into uh, G5 yesterday, I was watching the waves lap up from the – from the southwest there coming into the bay. And it's amazing to me how a front like that, you got a southerly wind that's pushing water you would think into the bay when it was actually really, really low yesterday. It was dreadfully low yesterday. You couldn't get into the creeks. The river was tight. I mean, you could you could navigate the river, but it was really low. You had to watch everywhere you was going. That's why I chose to go out in the middle of the bay at first. And, but you know, nine thirty, ten o'clock came around, that tide started coming in and it was good. We got back in the creeks and back in the bays and the water was really moving good and we caught some fish back there too. But yeah, this time of year you really gotta watch where you go. There's bars sticking up everywhere. But it is the time of year for, you know, noticing where those bars are so when the spring comes you can actually target those spots like that and catch a lot of fish. Yeah. <clears throat> Unless it's one of those moving sandbars. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise known as manatee. Sometimes they get out there. I know yeah. my buddy Tom Free out there was videotaping some ones on there on the backside of Wheaton Island. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm out here hanging out here. Because it was probably one of the only places left that had deep water on the, <laughs> between him and the island was the canal there that runs along Shore Acres. But uh, uh, he saw some out there. A couple of them had some battle scars on them. And uh, this time of year, if you're running across that shallow, they're in there. If they're it's deeper there, water, they're... it's uh, they're in there. So you got to be kind of courteous. If that. the sandbar moves, slow down. Sometimes you don't get to see the sandbar moving. Sometimes uh, you're going. Yeah, you do after you go over top of it. <clears throat> Your engine usually lets you know that it's yeah. there. That's right. They 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 like the they like the break in that cold water right in front of the boat. When you're doing thirty mile an hour, it's kind of too late. And yeah, especially when there's nowhere to go and you're in those little channels. No. And I don't care. It's going to hurt me more. It's going to hurt you, buddy. <laughs> I don't care how fast your uh, Bob's Jack plate is. It ain't going to get up fast enough to make it over the top of it. That's for sure. All right. We got to take a quick break. We are the Big and Wild Outdoors. We're brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors. And believe it or not, number two in the nation. Did you see this story this past week? Brandon Ford, mm-hmm. man. Only got beat by Los Angeles. With yeah, the population. California people are tough over there. Yeah, but there's 4 million people in Los Angeles. There's 400,000 in the Tampa Bay area, and they still came in number two in the country. Mm-hmm. That's pretty awesome. All right, we'll tell you more about it when we get back. We'll see you in a second. You good there, big dog? Yeah. <laughs> you got a little 
little something right there on you. Do I? Yeah. Yeah, welcome back, being a wild outdoors. Man, I'm looking <laughs> Thank at the fishbowl. Thank you. I'm looking at the fishbowl over there and the food just going everywhere. People can't talk. On Braden's side. What? That side over there makes you look 10 pounds lighter. Man, that's awesome. It must be the glass. It's all in the glass, man. It's all in the glass. <laughs> if, I was at the, if I was at the Strawberry Festival, I, I, I would almost guarantee that you was the clown in the Duncan booth. That's right. <laughs> That's on my bucket list. I, I was going to say, you look, High like and the, dry. you look like the old mermaid um, <clears throat> at Web City. Put a quarter in there. Let's see it move your tail. Nice. <laughs> Go ahead. Start dropping them quarters. <laughs> yeah. uh, we are back. <clears throat> Big and wild outdoors. Everybody's here today. Uh, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, Glenn Kimmon, Captain Little, and uh, Chris Seaton. Um, Chris, as you may not know, uh, is... Um, the guy in charge of Rugged Cross Blinds, some of the best, if not the best, entire blind in the world, if you want to put one up there. I mean, the I great, mean, great blinds. The latest in the technology is unbelievable. And all the, as a kid growing up, all the screens that I knocked out of my grandparents' uh, front porch <laughs> and everything else, uh, I never once thought about putting some camo on one side of it. Yeah. spray. I should have just spray painted it. It'd been done, you know, and I'd have been where Chris is sitting, going <laughs> duck hunting, traveling the world. I'm still saying that I'm going to get you and tim to come out there and put me up a screen enclosure at the house why don't you do man, it you got the just, number and it just be all camouflage what really come on man. yeah you got the number Re- really oh, really can. i mean let's let's just face it both of us are like one arm paper hangers that's true, that's true. That, so. well chris We're i'd really like busy. to go ahead and thank you up front about the ground blind man and what a great present and surprise this morning i know you've been talking about them coming just the demand has been so high for these ground blinds that uh, even you had a hard time getting a couple for yourself at the beginning of all this with primos and the guys and um but again thank you this morning for uh i, I was reading the box and this 270 man it says like do i get to hunt with a 270 out of it or do i just still stay with my hot six now nah, you know whatever you want out of it i believe it and uh again tell us about this thing i know there's a lot of people who have heard about them probably but just haven't purchased one just yet and uh because they're so hard to get <laughs> I, yeah. I, I i tell you when they first came out they didn't they didn't last long on the store shelf they still don't yeah they're still not uh, i mean first we want to me and my brother tim we want to thank you guys um y'all guys were played a very important role was three years ago three years ago last october oh man don't make it seem like it was yeah, that long no, ago. now so, no wonder my hair is really it don't even grow back <laughs> no so we appreciate it and um it's kind of you know like a tradition, uh, I think uh, last year, this time, um, for the ATA show, we came on, and I think Jason called and told y'all a little bit about it. Y'all were the first uh, radio <laughs> station interview he ever did talking about the product. Um, um, but I will tell you that uh, it's... And then I got to see it a week later. That's right. Oh, yeah, at the you show, were you, were there. There. you were there. Yep. You were there. I actually, the first time I saw it was a video that uh, Marty Moose who used to work at WQYK in our promotions department. His wife, of course, is related to you mm-hmm. through marriage. And she sent me a video and says, Braden, you got to see this. A friend of mine, Chris, has invented this really cool blind. You ought to check it out. And it was the video of you, I think, at the ATA? was it uh, National Wildlife Turkey Federation. Oh, yeah. that's right. Yeah. And uh, you were demonstrating it with, uh, I think, Becky. Was it Becky Lou? Becky Lou, yep. yeah, and awesome. And uh, she was doing the whole inside and the outside, and all the people that were walking around, they heard your voices. And they were looking in, like, dude, are there people? 
there are people in there? <laughs> yeah. And when you were talking, they did the whole video of it, and I was like, dude, that is an awesome thing. And then, of course, I got in touch with you and said, dude, you need to come in here and talk about this thing. And uh, it went from there. Yeah, and then, it, you know, and then partner partnering with uh, Beast Outdoors, which owns um, Primos, um, it was a little nerve-wracking because we didn't know what to expect when we were dealing with a huge company like that. But those guys just took it to another level. Um, not only the branding, but the marketing that something Rugged Cross just didn't have. Mm-hmm. We couldn't battle, you know, Redneck and all, you know, Muddy, the big, big players. Um, but the only way we could do it is if we went to, you know, like a uh, manufacturer like Primo's. And um, I didn't expect it uh, at first, my brother and I, uh, for it to go in the double bowl. I mean, you're talking about a pop-up blind no, you're, legend, talking, about, I mean, it's you're talking about something in the industry because we've talked about this with a couple of things we're going to switch to at the shop. There's those products out there that you say the name and instantly. I mean, right. people that don't uh, – and Double Bull is one of those products that even the average – really, even the average non-hunter, you'd say Double Bull and they know it was a ground blind. Bro, they make so many different products. I mean, yeah. like, oh, you mean like the chair? Well, yeah. yeah, or no, not the pop, you know, or whatever. Yeah, you're right. But now, once you did that, and once you got in with Primos, uh, and they and they took off, and of course, then you hooked in with Realtree, and and uh, yeah, Real Realtree actually hooked onto us um, for they actually believed in our product. They knew they actually offered us a you know a sweet deal, and this is before I knew any of the guys, and they brought us in, and those guys are like family. I mean, I can tell you, Tyler is probably one of my. <laughs> Good buddies, closest buddies. Um, I do anything in the world. We probably talk two, three times a week. Um, me and him, and then his dad, Bill. I mean, right now, uh, Bill. That's all he hunts out of. He has six rugged cross blinds on um, on a real tree farms. And um, you're talking about the fixed blinds, your original. Yeah, blinds. My, my, um, yeah. I'm sorry, my original, the, the rugged uh, our, cross our original blind. rugged cross blinds. Yeah, we just took four there a couple months ago. And uh, he has six, and that's all he hunts out of. Right. He loves them. And, and now, mind you, this is a guy that uh, pretty much could pick up the phone and say that to any company. And really, well, yeah. I can tell they, you, Bill Jordan. Yeah, I guess yeah, they'd have could. a, they'd have a <laughs> semi truck show it, up. It was so funny because the first time we went there, and this was years ago, um, Roger Culpepper, who's another good friend. I mean, I've learned more about hunting with that guy. Um, I've actually hunted more than it, probably anybody of the real tree guys. It's Roger. I mean, he's like Mr. Turkey. And um, when I, when we first went and dropped him off, there was like an 80 by 40 pole barn. And it was nothing but mm-hmm. blinds, structure yeah. blinds. Brandon, people just drop it off. I'm talking about loads. And I'm like, man, I only brought y'all two. Yeah. But um, <laughs> yeah. you're sitting there. And I brought you uh, one yeah. new one and one used one. But yeah. I brought you yeah, two. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was, a, it was a floor model. No, but um, <laughs> it, was, uh, it was amazing about how just everybody has – you know, when I say blessed, it's not we're blessed with the cells or anything. We're just blessed because some of the best people and good-hearted people like yourselves, guys in the industry, have kind of like wrapped their arms around me and my brother, and it's been an amazing ride. Well, you know what it is? I think um, uh, when you see good people and you believe in them and you know their hearts and you know what they're doing, the reason why they're doing it, um, you know, it's because of a passion that you had as a hunter and somebody wants to go out and do it and you know, you and your brother had the the fortuitous to look at it and go, you know what, we need to do something outside of this, you know, putting in screens in the backs of people's pools and things like that. Let's let's come up with something a little better. 
And then, uh, like any of those really great inventions, it starts off with just a little, you know, kick around type dream. And then you put it together. And next thing you know, you got companies like Realtree coming to you because they see the, they say the potential and how well and how industry changing this actually is without you having to go and be down the bushes. It's amazing how that, well, you got a policeman and a firefighter too. Well, yeah, but I mean, they didn't know that about you. (laughs) They they didn't know. No, they didn't. They, a lot of people still don't know um, really the story. I mean, the, just, just real quick. It's, you know, I started this with, I wanted the, Make my son a hunting blind. Yeah, I remember. I the, looked and it was like twenty five hundred for you know um, uh, a redneck blind. Sure. And um, you know, I'm like, man. And Timmy's like, man, I can, you know, because he had the screening business, still does. Sure. And he goes, man, we can make that an extruded aluminum. And I'm like, okay, but we got to find out something to wrap it with. And we played with material, and and it just came. It was like a literally a blessing. And I still didn't know know what I had. First guy that saw it was like, man, you need to get you a patent attorney, and um, I'm going to call Realtree. Yeah. Yeah. And that's literally, I mean. I'm and, everybody, gonna... and everybody who's ever seen the original Rugged Cross blinds always say the same thing. Dude, I need one of these. And, the, and the really yeah. the big Even thing. Even if they don't. Yeah, the big thing, too, Chris, is uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't it? It's just not the screen is just printed with camo. There was some other technology that you had to go in with the certain yeah, there's a different. Pro- it's not as easy. I mean, you're talking about it's not just you got to have the right printer, you got to have the right inks, and now the inks are getting better. We've actually our material is even lasting, you know, twice as long now because of the technology of the printers. Um, but it's also, you know, how you do the process. I can tell you when Primos did it, um, I got calls from them like two weeks, and they're like, "Man, we can't figure it out over here." <laughs> what is it? I'm like, and yeah. we've already got the you know non disclosures going, so I'm like, I'm good. Like, what are you doing? And it was like a couple small things that if they don't do right, it doesn't work. Isn't that funny, man? It's crazy. Somebody and I know. Well, now you know why. Now you know why when you get a lesser product that is a copy of the original, it's never as good because they don't yeah, know. Lord knows there's plenty of that going on. Out yeah, there. but yeah. I mean, uh, for what you've come from and what you're going to, and and the way your life has changed, and I know that there's more things on the horizon. I know you guys are not just sitting back. On your laurels going, well, we got the rugged cross and yeah, we got the new uh, Primos Delio, so we're, we're good to go. I mean, like anything, once you get a taste of it, you're, always, look, yeah, you're always looking to improve on something else, which... Build uh, a better mousetrap. Exactly. There so we're blessed to know you as well and the fact that uh, having good people around you like that seems to make good things for everybody. You know what I mean? Absolutely. You lie down with dogs, you get fleas, man. That's all That's I'm right. saying. <laughs> Well, we got to take a break, Chris. Hang in there. We'll see the donut. We are brought to you by Brandon Ford, and we're brought to you by G5 Feet and Outdoors. Stay with us. We'll be right back. And welcome back. Big and Wild Outdoors. Man, over here on the other side of the tank, I actually got some peace and quiet over here. You guys are just, I can hear you through the walls. Well, we're showing, uh, we're what? trying to bring up the video so that uh, Captain Little can see the, the video of the blind, the uh, Primo the the 360. The one thing, the video of the blind, the one thing that I'm going to totally enjoy doing while we're at the ATA show is everybody with a phone and a camera and a microphone while you're trying to do business. Hey, tell me about this new product. Oh, yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. It's turned into that these days. Really? Oh, yeah. Well, that's why yeah. you're, you want to be there, Jonathan. You'll be that guy. <laughs> that's right. Dude, yeah, I'm that, that guy. guy. <laughs> I hope you're that guy. But I tell you, Chris, one of these things that uh, I guess it's been probably three years ago, 
when you came out with the uh, regular cross. The first time I ever actually put eyes on it in the field, literally in the field of uh, Midway Baptist Church. They had their wild game cookout, and you had one set up in the at the church property. And of course, uh, my kids man. loved it. Man. My grandson and I walked into it, and he's looking at that thing. He wasn't quite sure, and and uh, but it was pretty interesting when people walked by and they're talking about how. Man, that's pretty cool, and you're yeah. sitting inside of it or standing for us. And hey, I know that guy. And then you could say, "Yeah, it's pretty good." And they say, "Man, I couldn't believe that you couldn't see through it." And uh, yeah, I still got those pictures. I actually saw those the other day. You and your grandson holding. I still got those. Yeah, oh, sure. He, uh, My kids are just chopped liver. We were there too, you know. I might have. Well, was you was you in the ground blind? <laughs> yes, we were. My kids. <laughs> we loved didn't it. see you. Well, sorry, we didn't well. see you. Uh, well, you know, every kid that when they got in, they were like, "Oh, can we get one of these just to yeah, put in the a, backyard?" A I mean, good treehouse. Yeah, they want to put it in because they think it's really cool that they can see out, but you can't see them. You, you know, know that, and that's one of the things that get, kind of gets lost, especially. I mean, that those this blind was designed. The very idea, I mean, I didn't know how I was going to come out. Um, I didn't know I was going to be building them with my brother, but it was built for a child in mind. I mean, we get more grandfathers, especially now with the, the double bull primos, more grandfathers are buying that blind dads. I mean, I get pictures all the time of, you know, three-year-olds out in the outdoors and yeah, they're just, they don't really know what's going on. But they but get to see everything. Blind, everything. Blind hunting is something that I've seen it now from doing it at the shop, selling them at the shop. But now we've gotten into the outfitting side of things and everything else. And like with my hog hunters, you know, that's my biggest thing now is I kind of cater to the ground blinds and the stuff like that because I get a lot of it. It's father, son, father, daughter, mother, son. I mean, you know, we get a lot of families that come up and do it. And it's just like you said, it's easier, it's easier to have that, I guess, space because then you can put the kids in there and it's not like what we used to go through where even, even sitting in a double tree stand or something like that, you know, and that's the other thing too, is, is they can go, you know, we can get in the blinds and my family, we built, I laugh because we were talking about this during the break. You know, when my family's business we were in, in the sheet metal and insulation stuff, we built, we did, it was the same thing for us 10, 15 years ago that we were like looking at, you look at all these blinds on the market and we're like, well, you know, we own a sheet metal company. So we wouldn't, That's right. we broke our own stuff up and we built our own insulated blinds for that reason. Because, yeah. you know, a lot of times it was, you know, you when, and you and your dad, me and my mom, or, you know, somebody like that was always hunting together. And, and the guys that, you know. What I've noticed too is a lot of guys are scared, especially the guys that are visiting your shop, mm -hmm. bow hunters. They're like, mm -hmm. man, you got to pull it back. But I'm telling you, and it might be something that you can maybe set up at the shop, but if you shoot a couple times and get used to shooting a bow out of a blind, you won't go back. Well, with the uh, Trinity Sportsman's Ministry, with the bow clinics that we put on with uh, Dennis Pulaski, uh, that's all we hunt out of is the uh, ground blind. Now, not, you know, and. Uh, so those kids, we actually have kids, beginner hunters, going in and sitting in a ground blind. So they've never done it. So they've not been spoiled with sitting in a tree stand or a climber right. and having those those kind of shots where you have that open where you don't feel uh, confined. But when you get those kids in those ground blinds, number one, you're not sitting there saying, be still. Cause exactly. When I, when I went hunting with my dad, I don't know how many times I, I got in trouble for oh, moving. Fidgeting, yeah, yeah, sure. Keep They're going to see still. you a mile away, boy. Yeah. And, and put... Put down those goldfish. They hear you opening up the packet. But, you know, so inside that ground blind, when you take those 
those young uh, young people or beginner hunters, they have their stuff. They sit back again. You sit their chairs where you know where they need to be so that when they get ready to shoot, they have plenty of room. But just having the freedom to movement in there and you're concealed. Scratch, yeah. shift, do whatever you want to, move your feet around. Well, and that, and Glenn, like Glenn stole my thunder there with that because especially with, uh, and yeah, we can make this comment, you know, with, with a gun hunt, it's a little bit easier. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, but even still, even bow or gun, when you're using, when you're working with a young hunter, you know, a gun, you got to get them set up on the sticks. You got to get them situated just right to where they're comfortable and solid, you know, before they take a shot. With a bow, it's just like what Glenn said. They've got the opportunity where, you know, we all know it as experienced, I guess, if you want to throw that term around, that, okay, when do you draw? You're locked in, ready to go. When do you draw? Oh, he stepped behind the tree, draw the bow back, you know. Right. They don't know that. Right. Because they're still, pro- it's still processing for everything. And then, like, you know, it's like you said, the ground blind, it offers just that one more little advantage. And, and I know my, <laughs> you know, my, like my seven year old Austin, he, uh, it's like almost a game. He wants to see the deer first. So he's locked in on everything because he can see everything. Sure. And then he's like, hey, hey, hey. Because, the only thing you have to worry about with our blind is voice. So you talk to, you know, you talk about that. But that's an Right up to the camp or whatever. Hey, we're going to talk like this, you know. If you get that down, you're fine. They yeah. can do whatever they want in that blind. And it's not a deep, dark, um, you know, like the old pop-up blinds, you know, that uh, were covered in dark camouflage and things like that. You get mm-hmm. in there and it's it's a dark cave. You know, you drop something in there and you're like, look, you got to turn your headlight on, look around. I think it went behind the seat. I don't, I don't know where it is. And. You bump into the sides of it, and it's you know it's jiggling like a big thing of jello. And uh, you know if you don't have your all the slits open, and of course if it's a cold day, you got most of them closed off except for the one that's right in front of you that you need to look out of. And uh, but with yours, not only did we we went through this years ago, but it cuts down on the wind. It cuts the wind. Yep. It cuts the wind. So even if it's blowing like crazy outside, you're like, well, how are you standing in a screen porch? You're going to freeze to death, dude. You wouldn't believe how much wind it knocks down. Uh, it's got a um, uh, on the old one on the rugged crossbind. You got a solid roof on the top. I mean, you could literally right. put. We talked about putting solar panels up there. I mean, you could run portable air conditioner, air conditioner, yeah. and gets, heater. It, I mean, whatever you want inside there. You make a little condo, yeah. and it gets hot. Um, and that thing as well. Yeah. You know, even if you're 30 degree weather, you're opening, you're opening up a window because that uh, two inch insulated roof, the elite panel, it just sucks just up the holds heat. The, yeah. the heat. How so big you, is it? How big is the blind? Five and a half by five. That's huge. And then we yeah. made, we actually made it where before the first generations, um, it was made at extrudive. So now we do a one by one and it basically takes me five minutes to zip it in. It's got interlocked screws. So you're just, putting the panels in the back of your truck, zip, 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 throw the roof on, you're done. Are you still doing the one where you can actually, it's Velcroed on the back where you can change yep, the camo be, yep. for the seasons? Change the wraps, change um, you know, change your camos with the patterns because, you know, you have the springtime, right. turkey more green pattern. Well, you know, I thought one of the interesting things was, uh, Captain Little, you may freak out on this, but uh, let's say you pick out your perfect spot in the corner of a, of a field and that's what you want. You... Now, I don't know if this has changed or not. When we first talked, Chris would say you could go in, take a picture of that corner and cut a little piece out of there. And they could take that picture, duplicate it on the front of your blind. And that way you slide it in there. It's like all that stuff is still there. 
So wow. any deer that walked by, it goes, well, nothing's changed. It looked exactly like it did two days ago. That is so cool. I can't tell you who it is, but I have a very good buddy of mine that I played uh, some baseball with. And um, he had a little issue with his HOAs, but his kids wanted a playhouse. So <laughs> me know, and my brother I went, know who it is. Me and my brother went over there, and uh, we, made him a seven, we made his kids a seven-by-nine playhouse. And I took uh, pictures with my camera. Got to have Good camera. Took pictures of uh, his conservation area around there, and uh, we printed it. And they've had no issues. And I can tell you, came and tell it's there. It blends right in. Seven by nine. And I got pictures. I'll, I'll show you well, guys a break. And but. one thing I like about with you guys too, with the rugged cross, is you could call somebody. You could somebody could call y'all and say, the five by the five by five and a half is not a set. You guys would make it any size. Oh, yeah, and, yeah, and we we're trying. I mean, we're we're getting busy, and we're trying not to do that as much. But yeah, yeah we can do it. Well, but um, I mean, my thing is, is like the big thing, and I've seen this on the archery side with the ground blinds. Is now they're making ground blinds tall enough that you can stand up and shoot in them because that would be nice. Everybody's that's for some thing <laughs> for some reason. You know, Jonathan has to be different. That's what you know, it is. I want to stand I, well, up. Yeah. I'm, I'm <laughs> just as fine shooting, sitting down as I am standing up. So. Yeah, but I think most people. I mean, even bow fishermen and stuff. You don't do it. You want to stand up. There's just it's, it's well, just. I can see one of them on the front of Captain Little's boat, and we can stand go. up and bow fish. Well, right. I will tell you, we <laughs> could see it too until we had that wind like we did yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> we are actually dipping a little bit in uh, Captain Little's uh, territory. We're actually doing a uh, for dock the pumps. This huge boat. And we actually made a box. My brother's working on that. And um, for a duck boat? No, no, no. Just a regular. They didn't want to see the big, um, the big pumps, washes on their dock. Right, right. So we actually made a box to fit that, and kind of where you can't really. Oh, you can hide about, everything. You talking about the boat houses? Yeah. Where you park your boats underneath? It? Yeah, you know they oh, have the well, pumps cool. right there, and you know it's just an eyesore. Yeah, I wow. see. We can cover that. Too. Well, we'll let you two girls chat while during Pump the, the break. breaks. We got to get out of here. We're we are big and wild. Got to take a quick break. <laughs> brought to you by G Five Feet and Outdoors. Brandon Ford. We'll be right back. And welcome back, Big and Wild Outdoors, uh, Captain Little. I guess it's just you and me, because everybody had to run. Oh, wait a minute. Here they come running back down the hallway. Man, now, Jonathan, you look like that deer in the headlight. All of a sudden, nobody's here. No. <laughs> hey, next man up is all I got to say. That's it, man. You're filling the gap. We appreciate that. But, but uh, we we were sitting in here talking, me and the cat, good captain, and... I think Chris has got his uh, creative juices flowing, so <laughs> I'm sitting here trying to market the thing for him, and it's already done. Captain you know, Little amazing. Crab Traps. It's amazing. Hey. it's amazing how I want 10%. That's all I got to say. <laughs> I just, no, actually, I'll take 2%. I'm good. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm ready, ready to greedy. invest. I'm not greedy. It's like uh, <laughs> when I, uh, when I uh, help Burton out uh, when uh, Barracuda Tackle and stuff, it's amazing when you come up with a great product, and once people actually get to it, it's amazing how many people come and go, you know what you should do? That's right. You know what you need to do? I'm an expert now. <laughs> and it's like, where were you when I was, you know, beating my head against the wall trying to find out, you know, this, that, and the other thing and everything else. It's like once you, uh, you know, it's like going to Ford Motor Company and going, hey, you know what you need to do with that Coyote engine? We got thousands of engineers. Thank you for your input, sir. Yeah, you know, and I, you know what's funny is when I and, bought those donuts this morning, I asked the lady at the counter, I said, hey, can you take these uh, – 
donut <coughs> holes and maybe just put a like a squirt of uh, the cream filled in these and some Bavarian in the others. He said, that's a great idea. I said, well, you can keep the idea and share it with them. But when I come back, I just want my donuts, my donut holes with some jelly in it, some cream in there. I want a card that says I get donut holes for life now. Yeah, really. You're welcome. But I know we spent a lot of time talking to Chris about the uh, Rugged Cross Ground Blind. And it's one of those things. When you have a good product, it kind of sells itself once word of mouth takes off out there. And I'm just uh, thankful for the opportunity to... You know, say that we were there with you at the beginning of this thing, and uh, it's like everybody says, Glenn, why do you really like these? uh, You really talk a lot about these one-and-done game feeders. I said, man, when you have one and you've owned as many game feeders as I've owned and the trouble that you have to go through to get everything in place, and these are just so simple. Well, uh, It goes like what you did, Chris, the gentleman that came up with the one-and-done feeders. He was a a law enforcement guy, wanted to do something for his kids. He started this. Because every well, time he we went to out make to the feeder, it was tore up by raccoons or hogs that tore them up. And, uh, and so, bears. So yeah. he come up with that bears. concept, kind of like what you did, trying to take care of the kids to have them a great opportunity. And that's another good product out there. It was geared around uh, trying to help enhance the hunting for the kids. Yeah, we're all about you know helping people out that want to get their stuff out there as well. I mean, I will tell you, since it's probably the most fun i have is you know just thinking of stuff like when we were down there duck hunting in arkansas and i go man there's got to be a better way to put your gun i was in these layout blinds and immediately a couple of things ran through my head and i called jason you know harris at primos he's like man that i work because you know they own um bushnell owns um final oh, approach final approach final approach bushnell had it and now primos took it over last year so um and uh we've been working a lot with uh some different blinds with my material that uh, is going to be coming out uh, this year. For duck hunting? Uh, I can't tell you what kind of hunting, but it's well, going to be some just... <laughs> Remember those non-disclosure things you yeah. talked about earlier? So. No, I will tell you, we got we, we got uh, three uh, three lines of different products. Um, the two products are going to be introduced to ATA. I can tell you I'm probably the most excited about, and uh, that's why I'm a, I was a formal baseball player, so I'm a little bit superstitious so i remember the week before that saturday before i came on the show we didn't really know what to expect and then we hit that show and i remember talking to jonathan i'm like man that video that primos put out the night before it was already up to like well, 450,000 views y'all oh, yeah, i mean that, the y'all was a runaway with the hot item of the show i mean oh yeah it that, wasn't even close yep Nope. The only thing that gave us a little bit of run, but kind of, I think, I, I don't know, you might know more about me, is those Garmin, um, <laughs> that site. <laughs> not and I'm not getting a lot of good things about that. So uh, Not even, not even close. Well, but here's the thing about then, and I had that discussion, and I know some people who are using that. Great product. The Joe Average guy, I hate to say this, is not going to buy that site. Right. I mean, it's a lot of money, and that's just straight up for you guys for what you're selling and what you're what you guys have. You know, that's something that a nine to five average guy hunter is going to use because it's going to help the situation out and get more than one year's <laughs> use out of it. That's the other thing. It's a quality product and, where it's not being drug around and tore up and. 
uh, you know, last for a season. And if you're uh, Braden Gunn, though, his is going to last a lifetime. Yeah, still in the box. It'll be that's right. Well, you know why? <laughs> because uh, you know, in 30 years, it'll be worth something. <laughs> you know, yeah. yeah, and the other thing about he's keeping in the original packaging. It's a, okay, yeah, you make, know, make I mean, sure you get Chris's he's autograph. He's going to be on, on eBay. It. 20 years from now, things going to be on eBay going for like thousands. Yeah, yeah. autograph by Chris blind. Seaton himself. No, not going to be worth nothing. <laughs> But no, I will tell you that. But that's probably the fun. I mean, other than you know going to hunt different places, um, the best part of you know just coming up with ideas and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I'm not the only one. There's there's thousands of people out there. And um, but we just like to you know help out people because we're we're one of the lucky ones. Think about it. We're two brothers. We're you know serving the community, law enforcement, and and fire. My brother's still serving the city of Tampa, and. Um, it, it, you know, it's it's crazy that two guys from Tampa really took it and, you know, oh, make, making Captain, some changes in the outdoor industry that's innovated. Well, even you know, Captain oh, Little cool. sitting over there going, man, I didn't know that was you involved right. in that. I mean, it's like you would think that, you know, Channel 8 or Channel 10 or somebody would come up with a go and go, these two guys, you know, game changers in the outdoor industry yeah. from yeah. right here. You know, two Tampa boys right here from hometown yeah. Tampa. Well, I thought it was Hell, I thought it was Primo that came up with it. I said, them guys keep coming up with some great stuff, and it's this, this guy right here. And everybody you meet, you meet at shows and guys that, um, you know, I remember, you know, Shockey or meeting those guys for the first time, and you're like, man, this guy, you know, shooting, charging rhinos at like 10 yards, you know, this guy is amazing. And um, I shot a yak. Yeah, the first thing they say, hey, where are you from? And you say Tampa, Florida, and they kind of look at you a little bit. Are you sure you shouldn't be at the ICAST show? Yeah, or, uh, yeah exactly. They, they really, you know, yeah. they, they're like, man, Tampa, really? And I'm like, I, yeah. I, I love talking. <laughs> I'm not going to name any names, but I love talking deer hunting and deer management with some of those guys. And then they're like, well, where's your property at? Uh, South Florida, North Florida. And they give you the look like, what do you know about deer? Yeah, really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. really? Oh, yeah, do you want to go there? But, okay. they all, but I'll tell you one thing. They all want to know. Yeah. Do you have Osceola's? Oh, no, no, no. I got something just as good as Osceola's and it drives my dad nuts is hogs. Yes. My father has not, for the life of him, been able to wrap his head around the fact, um, you know, like, Bone, all those guys. Every mm-hmm. time, I, every time I see that Joker, he's like, "When you gonna let me come shoot some hogs? When are you gonna get your big rear end in that Chevy truck and come on down?" I mean, I mean, I tell you that's what, that's all, but that's all they want to do. But I'll tell you what, with the industry, <laughs> that's something that's big. I mean, I got a good friend of mine, um, a guy named Ryan Bellamo. I actually took him to Franklin, and uh, we went up. They had their first velvet hunt ever in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Open it up, and uh, he killed a 130 class deer, and. Um, course the guy i bring you know first guy at camp he, he kills a 130 and um he just bought that a and a and t a and n the thermal site that, yeah atn let me tell you what and yeah. he put it on like a 300 yeah and i'm excited 300 yeah. blackout or 300 wind mag black blackout yeah. yeah i'm excited because we're gonna start because i have a lot of issues across city with um with, mm-hmm. uh, with the hogs and they tore up my no food way plots. oh no, yeah. really oh, yeah. pigs no yeah and uh, I'm excited, man, because that thermal site. Put a can on it, get the thermal site. And- it's a little expensive, but you're talking about taking it to a whole new level and having a whole new season to have a good time. Having, you know- But you also have to remember that it's also giving you a better advantage because those hogs are smart. They get out and they're like, I'm not going out there in the day. A, it's hot. Number two, people are trying to shoot me or eat me. Come yeah. out here at night when it's nice and cool. I got all night to root around out here and do, That's right. do stuff. So. Uh, get out there when they're out there. It's just like when you're deer hunting. 
you get out there when they're out there. You know, it's one of those things when they're moving. Now, I will ask you, <clears throat> if you're going up to the ATA, is this where you're going to make the announcement for the stuff that you cannot talk about, or is this for just one particular item? Because I know you got so more there's than one. different product. We have multiple products going out. Of course, right. um, the double bowl. There's going to be um, some, uh, I believe, uh, some kind of accessories for that, and then um, we'll have two new lines with two or three different products on each line. Um, that'll be available. They're already stocked up. So last year, the problem was we went to the ATA show and they were sold like a year. I think they're still filling orders from, from those shows. Some of the, like some of the, um, people didn't get them. I know Bass Pro and all them are on their second orders. Amazon is doing real well for us, but, um, so they got everything stocked up. And then also I know, um, Glenn's going to be excited because, they are now the um, the new cell cameras that are amazing. I've actually seen some photos the last couple of days from them for one ninety nine. The Wi Fi, that's awesome. And that was one of those things last year. I couldn't get anything. Couldn't get all. Them. They were just not available. So uh, I moved on to something else. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, he's a spy point kid now, man. Your spy point's good. You yeah, you got to you got to get it done, man. But hey, when we come back, top of the hour coming up, and we will get back, Chris, I'd like to touch with you on the uh, Arkansas duck hunt. Cause yeah, I we want to good... hear about it. Yeah, I'm ready to talk to fish in the camp a little though. Well, well, we'll get to him shortly. But we are big and wild outdoors, brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors, Brandon Ford. Top of the hour, we'll be right back. 